Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we have had a great time today on the Bernstein and Rahimi Show. Esposito and Ranji filling in for Dan and Layla. Thanks to Patrick Finley from the Sun-Times, Rob Schaefer from NBC Sports Chicago talking Bulls. Thanks to Brandon Fryer. Great work back at the shop. Brandon, appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, it's time, uh, Chris Ranji, it's time for transition. We bring back uh, our special guest. You uh, you know him and love him from our midday show at uh, noon to 2. Lawrence Holmes will jump back on with us, Lawrence. And, and what several have you two textures- jokers been talking about? Well, we've been uh, we've sprayed all fields, a little, a lot of bears, a little bulls, and then uh, some Christmas stuff. And and we were uh, questioning Brandon Fryer and myself, and now our texters and Chris an eight one five texter. I, I don't want you to get uh, upset, oh, but they're questioning your devotion to Christmas. They said that mm-hmm. I just don't see it. Don't apologize. I don't see Chris's devotion to Christmas as being a real thing. So, uh, oh. and we were talking about Christmas music. Lawrence Holmes, if you had to pick one or two Christmas songs or albums or whatever to play that you, that you like to play for your Christmas celebration. What, what are they? Well, one of them just was played on the way back. Donny Hathaway's. All right. Yeah. This Christmas, which From is Chicago. Yes. Very good. Chris Ranji. Very good. And and I mean, don't look, me I, I don't know. I dig all I want for Christmas <laughs> is you by Mariah Carey. I do too, but I only want to hear it five times. Like that's it. Uh, I have a limit. Not 500. No, seriously, like I, I love like the first time when it's actually the holiday season and not this nonsense that she's been doing where once uh, Halloween is over, you should mm-hmm. start playing it because she's getting them streaming numbers up. But mm-hmm. but if, if I hear it during the Christmas season, I guess I could say during the Lenten season, then I I go, yeah, that feels good. That feels really, really good. And then I hear it a couple times like, man, this is a great song. And by the time I get through the fifth of them, like that's enough. Like that's mm. quite enough. Mm. That's that's like, uh, what you just said completely wrong. Oh, okay. Your, Why is that? Your, your your opinion is wrong because that is a <laughs> that is that is as jolly of a, a fairly modern Christmas song as we can have. Now, Lawrence, I'm I am with you. I I, I cannot uh, abide by Christmas music for two months of the year. I like it very seasonally. Give it to me after Thanksgiving uh, up until Christmas. 
Um, I don't need to listen to Christmas music all day long or I will get completely tired of it. And I was complaining to Chris earlier that I had an I had an incident in Costco when I was buying stuff for the house oh, back incident free an incident <laughs> like you got back like you, you ran into somebody's cart and you got into a fight. It was it was before Halloween. It was still warm out. We're still in October. And, of course, they had all the Christmas stuff out already. I was not surprised by that. But what I was dismayed to find as I walked through Costco buying stuff for the house is that Christmas music was playing on the intercom already. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, it's not even Halloween yet. And I get you're selling Christmas stuff. But I don't need to hear Christmas music here on October 20th or whatever it is. That's too early. I agree. It's way too early for any of that stuff. But, you know, we're we're all grumpy. All I want to know is, did you punch the guy? Like, because... Espo, you're like the nicest person, so seeing you freak out on someone, I would actually pay money for. <laughs> I, I did not. I did not freak out on anyone. I just, I, I mentally uh, filed it. I thought, I thought this is completely wrong and odd. And I did not mean to talk about it today, but it came up because, as we learned, Chris loves Christmas. And I knew I that it. Chris is a, he's a festive, jolly man, but I didn't know that yep. Christmas is, was, was his favorite holiday. Um, but he is all for Christmas music all day long. That's right. And I, uh, I'm all for I, it starting November 1st. Let's go. In fact, if you want to start, and, and I'm one of those people who, uh, like, if it's Saturday, um, even if it's, like, Saturday and then you get past midnight and then it's 3 in the morning, it's still Saturday until you go to bed. And then you wake up the next day, then it's Sunday. I'm one of those people. But I think that on October 31st, if you're out for Halloween and you're in your costume at midnight, you can start playing Christmas tunes. <laughs> Do you dress Just, up for Halloween? Depends. Maybe I have a Halloween party to go to. Okay, what's the last costume that you wore? It doesn't make any Do you Do either of you watch the show, uh, I Think You Should Leave? No, what's that? It's on, Net, no. it's on Netflix, and it's great. It's a comedy. And it's a sketch comedy, and it's got like a cult following right now. So Jim is it Robinson. like this this uh, generation's kids in the hall? Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. And it's it's really funny. Um, the guy used to be a writer for SNL, and I think maybe Conan or something, but now he's got his own thing, and his sketches are just different. Uh, he's got one sketch where he's in an office, and he's about to eat a hot dog for lunch. And a woman comes in and says, hey, we're, we're starting the meeting early. We have to push lunch back because so-and-so's got to leave. And he's like, I don't think you can do that. Like, you know, you can't skip lunch. And so he goes into the meeting, and he hides a hot dog in his sleeve. And they're at the, they're at the conference table, and the guy's conducting the meeting, and this dude is, like, trying to hide his face in his hand and eat the hot dog. And his coworkers call him out on it, and then he chokes on it. It's hysterical. So my costume was me with a hot dog hanging out of my sleeve. And, and, and like nobody got it, I'm sure. Three people got it, and it wasn't until the end of the night. And I said, thank you. Thank you so much for getting it. I, I just had a, a, a hot dog-related smile that happened on my way into the studio today. I, oh, was, really? I was in Lincoln Square. You know, that there was, there was something particular. There was a, gift, a particular gift that I was looking for, and I got it. So I'm walking around. I'm like, yeah, I wonder if there's some other things that I might find that people that I'm shopping for might enjoy. And I, I'm done. I'm like, oh, Brandon's probably freaking out. I haven't checked in. I haven't told him I'm doing the show from the studio today. Like, none of this stuff. So I better get a move on. So I'm driving down Lawrence, and at the corner, 
I want to say of Lawrence and Ashland, there's an Oscar Mayer mural on one of the buildings. And it's a Chicago, it's got Chicago in the background. It's a Chicago style dog that's is what would be the word anthropomorphized? It's a, it's supposed to be like a person, and it's got on like a headband, and it's doing a layup, and it also has a <laughs> crown over its head. And I was just sitting there going, "This is fantastic!" Like yeah. I was already in a pretty good mood, and then I just smiled and I was like, "That's great!" Whoever came up with that concept, it's fantastic. I no ketchup on that hot dog, though, for sure, right? It's, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand that whole thing. I don't understand no, I, that that whole I'm going to legislate what other people eat because they happen to be in the city limits thing. I, you can do it I, if you want. Like, uh, if you're six years old, you can do it. And if you're just disgusting, you can put ketchup <laughs> on your hot dog. I Those just you said options. Chicago style you said a Chicago yeah, no, no. style hot dog so I said no ketchup. Yes, right? it is definitely dressed up as the stereotypical Chicago dog. All I'm saying is why people care so much about stuff. Yeah, I don't like care that. that much. No, and I don't I care. I just think either. it's gross. Yeah. You think yeah, the ketchup on the dog is gross? Yeah. Yeah. It just the two the two tastes don't go together. Hmm, all I, right. I, I don't like it. Brandon, I you have like a theory it. on this? What's your thoughts on I mean, I as a kid, I got to agree with Ronji. I don't want to agree with him, really. Yeah, because, I mean, he's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, because wow. he want to punch sorry, me in the face. So, one of the sorry, I, but you, don't, no. you don't have Christmas spirit. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, no catch-up for me, but I, I don't care, though. Yeah, I don't care yeah. either. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. No, I think the kids' thing is, is valid. I definitely ate ketchup on hot dogs when I was a kid, and my, my one son will only have ketchup on everything, but on hot dogs, certainly. He doesn't have any of the other stuff, but only ketchup. Did you see so. the, the potato chips that are ketchup-flavored? I think they're Lay's. No, but there's apparently now, like, a, and I think it's Lay's, too, like, there's a Lay's potato chip vodka. Oh, come on. Jeez, I, I'm, not, I'm not, hang on, me. I want to make sure I got this right. Oh, I've got there's some flavoring for vodka everything in though. my house. I know you have yeah, just because you're a Chris, you're a Christmassy yeah, right. guy. You, you like the eggnog. God, I, I, I love eggnog. And I, I, I told you, Lawrence, I think I told you um, that one of the worst things to happen this holiday season, other than uh, COVID, was Starbucks got rid of the eggnog latte. And it, I'm infuriated by it because it's one of my favorite things. And we don't get it this year. I'm upset hey, that, they, that they got rid of the the uh, the, the lemonade tea, iced tea that they had. Oh, that bothers I, I never me. Never even got that. Yeah, they they. I went yeah. to there and I was just because it's the only thing I order at Starbucks. I'm not really a coffee drinker, and and I, I was like, yeah, can I get a iced guava tea lemonade? And they were like, what's that? It's like, am I in the twilight zone? Like, this, you're the <laughs> only, you're literally the only place that you're makes this. Only- <laughs> like, what is happening right now? I, I, you don't know. Like, you don't, you literally don't know what it is that I'm talking about. She's like, oh, well, no, man. we don't have that. I'm like. Oh, I mean, I guess it had been a minute since I had been to Starbucks, but I was surprised that they didn't know a drink that they sold. And Must I'm like, why would you staffer. discontinue that? It's I, delicious. I, I, I know, and, and that's what – so um, my first thought was, okay, well, maybe it's just the location I was at. But, you know, I went to Google, and there was a story written about eggnog latte. Starbucks got rid of it, and there was a um, – they, I don't know if they sent a statement or they. It was a tweet. 
because somebody tweeted at them, hey, where's the eggnog latte? And Starbucks said, well, we took it off the menu this year, but you can try our salted caramel whatever stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't want that. Salted caramel is not eggnog. Get with it. But whatever. People are just trying to ruin Christmas for me. That's all this is. <laughs> That's, That's all Omicron is. So I, I, to... I found yeah. a story on the vodka. This is from foodandwine.com. <clears throat> Headline reads, Lay's just released its own potato vodka. I mean, I, that, it makes sense, right? Vodka, potatoes. Mm-hmm. potatoes Lay's yeah. has great potatoes because they have amazing potato chips. Here's the story. Right. As a neutral spirit made from little more alcohol and water, little more than alcohol and water, vodka can be distilled from all sorts of ingredients. Corn, quinoa, even old Twinkies. And if you know even a little bit about vodka production, you've likely heard it can be made from potatoes too. And yet, for two major brands, this vodka potato connection feels like a new revelation. Last month, Arby's launched a vodka inspired by the fast food chain's French fries. I did hear about this. Now, yeah. hold on. Arby's has a vodka? Now, I just want to stop for a second. How Arby's got time to launch a vodka, but they can't give us back potato cakes. Welcome to my TED Talk. Now back to the story. And to not be outdone today, Lay's has announced a vodka made in part with some of the potatoes used for their potato chips. Created in a partnership with Portland, Oregon's Eastside Distilling, Lay's Vodka is made with a blend of Portland potato vodka and vodka distilled from Lay's proprietary potatoes. Okay, I mean, that it makes more sense now, right? Yep. It's a thing. They, they, I, well, they yeah. It's a branding yeah. thing, too, for Lay's, I'm sure. I wonder how much it tastes like potatoes. Like, really Probably tastes like potatoes, much. you know what I mean? I wonder yeah. if it's more of there's a salt, like, resonance to it. Yeah, there probably is that. I think salted beverages, salted, uh, you know, desserts and stuff are like a thing now. Like really a thing. So they, they probably have done something there. Are, are either either one of you men that, that, that enjoy, uh, how can I say this diplomatically, specialty drinks? I have back in, back in the day, I was all about the flavored vodkas. Yes. Okay. Not so much recently. But Wait, is that what you mean, yeah. or are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, I'm not talking about, like, fruity drinks, because I'm here for the fruity drinks, man. You want to serve yeah, me like a Mai Tai? Bring it yeah. on. I'm here I'm for that all that day, as long as someone else is driving. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm I, here with I, specialty drinks. Yep. Like, So we could see a, a Chris Ranchi drinking a chocolate martini? That is a little too heavy. Okay, it's a step too but far. But I would, I would I, yeah, I, I would have an apple teeny if you want me to. Okay, good. That these are all good things to know. If we're having apple teenies, fine. Let's I, have apple teenies. I feel like when the when the sun is out, the, the weather's nice enough for it now. But when the sun is Bonito. out in, in the spring, you and I need to go somewhere, sit outside with apple martinis. Fine. Let's, dude. Dude, you're gonna like you're gonna you're gonna offer a good time to me, and I'm gonna turn it down. I'm just Let's go. I just want the visual of us just sitting there enjoying. Our apple martinis. Oh, it's going to be so Insta-worthy. Oh, no doubt the about it. The photo op right there. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Please, if you see Lawrence and me during the spring sitting outside enjoying apple teenies and you don't post the photo to Instagram, you should go to jail. I agree. Chris, 
That's that is uh, that is a, a scene setting right there, and and hopefully it's not snowing in your in your spring setting with your apple teenies because we haven't had any snow yet either. <laughs> I mean and that would also our... be Instagram worthy though. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's yes, it would. You got and, and the the uh, uh, just the contrast between the white of the snow and the green of the apple teeny. I mean, I think that is uh, it's photo worthy right there. So, have you guys talked any sports today or no? Yeah, we did. We were just talking we about uh, there. Uh, what's the the guy who's the oh Justin Fields number one? The guy who's the quarterback what's his name again? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Number we were one, just talking about him. And by the way, somebody texted in and because because we were having the conversation like it, it's almost tired at this point. But we, a, a texter had said you know Mac Jones is better, and of course we got into uh, the whole system thing and the yeah like okay of course I think Justin Fields would be great if he played for for the Patriots right now because they're awesome. They're a great organization. And uh, one texter, and I, I lost the text, but he had pointed out, or she had pointed out, that uh, Mac Jones won a game recently by throwing three passes. Correct. Mm-hmm. And they beat the Bills. All right? So like, And, and last and week question, looked like trash. Yeah, and, and the question was, if, if can you imagine the Bears – only asking Fields to throw three passes in a game and and in the win first that series way? maybe, yeah, like in that's just series. well, it's easy I, to imagine. One only need to go back to 2017, John Fox and Mitch Trubisky because yeah. okay, that's well, what Dow yeah. Loggins was doing. I, I think it, I think there was one game where was it the overtime game where Mitch threw maybe nine passes. When he came in and the total oh. was nine passes in the game or something like that. Yeah, I think you might be right. That, that's and, and yeah, maybe. And you know what? Sometimes I wonder if they would have been better off if, if Fox were here right now. <laughs> like it probably not. Probably not. But at least I don't think Fields would have been overexposed too quickly, if that makes sense. Yes. I Look, everything that you're, you're saying makes sense. Um, oh, by the way. This is a game where where Mitch threw four passes in a game and, oh, wow. and the Bears won 17-3 yeah. in that game. There's another pass where he throws eight passes and they won 27-24. I think this is the game that I'm thinking of. And okay. Yeah, so it's it has happened, man. And that's why that's why just like with the pitcher win. Talking about wins and then looking at the quarterbacks and saying this quarterback is better because his team is winning is a little incomplete. I think yes. that Mac Jones has had a better year than Justin Fields. I, I do think that overall he's played better, but I also would go, what if you flip the two guys? Like in my right. mind, if yep. you put Justin Fields on the Patriots, I think that his numbers might be better than Mac Jones' numbers. Yep. And I think that he could play in that system for for Bill Belichick, who who seems to understand the concept of game planning better than most. I'm still up in the air. I want Justin Fields to succeed, but there have been moments where I'm like, what are you doing? Some of it is not even stuff that happens in NFL games necessarily, but he he always was a quarterback that drifted a little bit. And he had stopped that, meaning that he would he would keep going as the rush is coming. He would keep going backwards, and he did that pretty bad at least once on Monday. It might have been twice. Well, the the screen pass yeah. sack was one of the worst 
decisions I've seen a quarterback make. We ran on back the field. to like the fifteen or whatever it was. Yeah, and and, yep. yeah. and you're up in the air. Like that's the problem is that you're up yep. in the air, and even in basketball that would be a bad idea. But in football, it's terrible. It's a terrible yep. idea. So, yeah. and, and I I don't I. I mentioned this earlier i can't somebody on twitter had used the word and i'm like that's a great word and i wish i would have thought of it because it's so easy um that maybe some of the mistakes are because he's playing in chaos like there's just there's just nothing but chaos like there's chaos at the line in front of him there's chaos with no receivers open ever like i don't know if you saw the number i think it was um ian hart is a pro football focus who had said who had gone through the numbers of all the teams that get the most separation from the receivers and the bears were 32nd out of 32. Like they were that bad. They just, the receivers don't get open. Um, they get open at a worse rate than anywhere else, any other team in football. So there's that there's the instability maybe in the front office and in the, with the coaching staff, like the guy's just playing in chaos. And I almost look at it like he's doing all of this stuff despite that. So I'm I'm almost more and maybe I'm talking myself into it. It's possible. I'm almost, I'm almost more <laughs> impressed with what he's done. Yeah, maybe maybe I am. Well, it's hard but, because all of the factors that you're talking about, it's hard to figure out which one is the most prevalent, which is the one that is actually right. affecting him. Because what people worry about and what they worried about early on was, well, he's going to end up like David Carr because David Carr got sacked 52 times in his first season, and then he was ruined. He may have just been bad. I I think that that may have contributed to it, but he may have just not been good as a number one pick. It's a bit of a crapshoot no matter where you pick quarterbacks at. With Justin Fields, I keep wondering if the the physical stuff he seems to bounce back from. Getting hit, that stuff he he seems to bounce back from. I do wonder your theory, like the, let's call it the Ranji chaos theory. Is that is the is that more damaging to a young quarterback than the physical aspect of it? Is being around a coach that doesn't listen to you, that doesn't put you in the best position to win, that even though the evidence says here's what we should do, we should move this quarterback, we should make things easier for them in their first year, they seem unwilling to do that. So they end up in some of these these five-man protections, which is also really silly. They end up in, well, we're going to run empty sets, and we're going to ask you to to do a lot of surveying, and we're not going to always do hurry-up either. So you've got more time to damage yourself, and the play is more questions. You're not playing free. If that overall is more damaging than Miles Garrett chasing you around for four four quarters, I, I well, it clearly depends on the guy because there are some people who are just mentally tougher and they'll figure it out. I like in his case, I think I would be more concerned about uh, having long lasting effects from concussions because he's getting smoked too often. Yeah, that would, I, I t- if I had to pick a worry of, of those two things, I'm I'm picking the physical stuff. I, I think Fields will shake off the you know the system stuff, but right. I mean, it's certainly not good. You're not you're not uh, helping him at all, and you're not moving his his timeline up in terms of uh, his comfort level of playing in the NFL and and learning systems and things like that by having him 
you know, limp through the rest of the season with uh, with what's going on with Matt Nagy. I mean, I I, I, I agree though. I think he's he's going to make it through, but. And, and that said, it's it's not a good idea to put him, you know, to set him back mentally either. I mean, you don't want to do that. But I think if if you're trying to figure out which of the two things he could more easily overcome, I think I know enough about him to to believe it would be the the mental stuff or the uncertainty around him more than the physical stuff. I don't know. What do you think, Lawrence? I I think that it's. I end up in a place where at least he, we don't know that he's had any concussions that he's dealt with. The broken ribs was a significant thing. But yeah. I always wonder if guys are damaged by – and Monday scared me in that regard because there seemed to be moments where he was making backwards moves where you're like, oh, that's something that you were hoping you would you would see him not do at this point. Sure, But – you're worried about the protection. You've got a guy playing left tackle that never really played it. There's a lot of stuff that he has to – that's put on your shoulders, and that's why quarterbacks make the most money because they're, they're supposed to be erasers for all of that stuff. And when there's so much chaos, the, the Ranji chaos theory around you, you're asking the quarterback to even do more. And there are times when you start to see young players try to press to do that. And, and I'm okay with it. I, I'm, I wanted to see him play. And I, as the season has gone on, I, I find myself being more convinced that the plan should have been him all along. That some of the things that they ran into, they could have worked through earlier had they treated him like he was the number one quarterback instead of treating him like he was the number three quarterback. And- even yeah, though they were going to use him like yep. he was the number two quarterback. Including the reps in training camp. Yes. Starting there. Starting there. That's 100%. what they should have done. 100% agree. So, so what so, you got coming up today, Lawrence? So that's some of the stuff that we're going to get into. Brandon said that we can have fun on today's show, so I'm looking forward to that. That's good. So we'll mm, do We already a- tried that, and he, he shot us down because he hates Christmas. <laughs> He's not in the Christmas spirit. I think that's it. No. People always argue about <laughs> whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It is. Oh, God. It is. I okay. like it. But, okay. But I'm going to give you an alternative that clearly is a Christmas movie that people don't give enough love to as a Christmas movie. It's also a New Year's movie. So we'll get to that. I have mm. some stuff from yesterday's show that I wanted to share because we're having this kind of long-term conversation about coaching searches and – and how we talk about coaches, how we silo them as this person is a defensive genius, this guy's an offensive guru, when really what you're looking for is leadership overall. So we're going to keep talking about that. I had a great conversation with Michael Felder about it, so we will do that. We will also, I love talking about the history of University of Chicago football because it's fascinating. There was a chunk of time in the history of this city that the University of Chicago football was basically the University of Michigan. It was basically Miami. It was basically Alabama now. And it is a slept-on, fascinating history. So I'm going to share something about that. I I did this incredible interview with Dave Revson maybe two years ago where we talked about it. So I'm going to share that. And then there's another piece of information that I wanted to add to it because I find it really, really interesting. So that's what I'm going to do on the show. I love it. You all both have an incredible Christmas. You're good men and thorough. Enjoy yourselves and and enjoy all the nog 
that Ranji's going to drink himself into a stupor with, all of that good stuff. Happy holiday. Uh, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you, Lawrence. Enjoy happy holiday. Holidays. That is Chris Ranji and Mike Esposito. Together, they were filling in for the Bernstein and Rahimi show, which you can hear Monday through Friday on this very radio station from 9 a.m. until noon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.